If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors protect their hard-earned wealth. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515 to strategize with the wealth protection diva today. Call Sage International. Now. The Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. It's no secret these days that bees are extremely important. In addition to being everyone's favorite picnic guests, bees function as some of the great pollinators in the world. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, they feed 80% of the crops that we eat, including broccoli, apples, asparagus, blueberries, and coffee, to name a few. They also pollinate alfalfa, a grass that feeds beef and dairy cows. Because of their importance to our food crops, it's more crucial than ever to support these little buzzing beauties. Keeping your own hive is not only a great hobby, but also a way to raise healthy honeybees and ensure that the plants and crops in your surrounding area are being pollinated. The backyard beekeeper has a more productive garden, as well as the added benefit of harvesting honey in the fall. My guest today is Debbie Gilmore, the beekeeper's daughter, a next-generation proprietor of Hall's Honey based in Yearington, Nevada. So welcome, Debbie. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to be here. So keeping bees is an adventure, an avocation, and an investment. When you meet people who discover you're a beekeeper and they exclaim, oh, I want to do that, What's the first thing you say to them? <laughs> well, there's a couple of things I say to them. I say, find a, a mentor, find a club to join, and read and research, and take a class, which Mason Valley Beekeepers offer every year. So, so let's talk about that. So obviously, because it sounds so easy, I stick a box <laughs> in my backyard, and I'm now a beekeeper. Obviously, you know, we've been involved for about seven years now too in beekeeping but let's let's talk about the importance of that mentorship and a lot of ways that you can find that person is through a beekeeping club right i think one of the biggest mistakes that people have and like you say is oh i'm gonna get a hive i'm gonna get some bees to put in the hive and i'm gonna set it in my backyard and it's going to pollinate and it's going to take care of itself and all is good uh, it's much more complicated than that. And by taking a class and finding a mentor, they can help you through that process. And when things do go away, um, they are there to help you and you have a little bit more knowledge. Um, there's so many ways to take care of bees and it can be very confusing at times, but a mentor can help you, especially if it's a, a local mentor who has gone through the issues and can help you um, be successful. Yeah, one of the first things I say to people is really look at your environment. 
So what have, you, what have you true. got in your yard? Look at your neighbors, what's going on in their yards, especially if you're an urban beekeeper. I know you're out in Earrington. I love Earrington, by the way, Thank uh, you. because it is the hub of Lyon <laughs> County. It is. Uh, that, you know, you really want to look uh, to plant flowers, trees, shrubs that provide food all year, if possible. I spent probably two years before I got bees really looking at what's in my yard. What would a bee eat or, right. you know, land on if I didn't do something other than the natural sagebrush that exists, right? And that's a really good point. A bee will go about two miles from its hive. So you can even get on the internet and you can do a two-mile radius around that beehive to see what's available. If you don't have nutrition for them, they're not going to be successful. It's kind of like us if we have no food for months right. on end. And know, I know we so. do feed them certain at certain times of year, but they still need their natural. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, um, beekeepers will feed them a sugar syrup um, combination just to get them over the hump, but it's not a replacement for the natural nectar for Absolutely. sure. So looking at your environment and around you is your neighbor out there with a Roundup container every spring. You might want to have a chat with them, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we know that a lot of the reason that and I'm not just talking about honeybees, but native bees, all kinds of pollinators, whether it's hummingbirds, butterflies, you name it, all the pollinators. The fact that uh, there's a lot of pesticides going on um, is, a, is a huge destruction of that ecosystem. And I think you've hit on, um, they talk about the three Ps um, with the problem with the, the bees today. And one of them is pesticides. And the other one is poor nutrition, which you touched on. The third one is pests. And so beekeepers have to monitor all three of those P's to, to be successful. I'm uh, thinking about, oh, all right, Cherry, I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to go look at my environment. And Debbie, I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to find out where are their beekeeping clubs in you know, northern Nevada. Of course, they're all over the country, all over the world. So it doesn't matter where you are. There are beekeeping clubs. And, and through our conferences, we meet a lot of very cool people. Okay, I'm going to join a club. What, what kind of an investment am I looking at if I want to start beekeeping? It can be a substantial investment your first year. Um, you need to get not only the woodenware, the hives and the frames for the bees. Uh, the bees can be um, a little pricey as well. But those are initial investments. So your, your initial investment the first year, um, your gear, your reading materials, all of that is pretty expensive. Um, I always tell people a minimum of $500 per colony. And we usually suggest that people have two colonies because there's so many other options if you have two colonies. So it's an investment that first year, but then, um, you know, you have medications, you have additional food expenses for them. Um, so it, it's an investment. Right. And people need to be aware of that beforehand. Uh, a lot of times I hear new beekeepers say, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be so expensive. Um, so it's a little bit of 
monetary investment, but it's also a little bit of a time investment. Yeah, because like you said, it isn't just joining a bee club, it's also doing research, right? There are fortunately lots and lots of books and videos and organizations that really talk about beekeeping. And you know, you just kind of have to figure out do you want to be an all-organic beekeeper? Do you want to just be a backyard beekeeper all the way up to commercial beekeeping, right? So That's right. it's different. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, and I think you, you need to figure out what your long-term goal is. And kind of, I wouldn't suggest people go into commercial beekeeping with no experience. Um, but when we're talking commercial, we're talking a lot of those guys have like 3,000 hives, so it's a full time. We were just in <laughs> East, we come back from Eastern Nevada just a few days ago, and we already saw semis of bees moving from up north to California getting ready for the almond pollination early next year. So there are, those commercial beekeepers are on the roads. Absolutely. Now you represent the Mason Valley Beekeepers, which that uh, club hosts out in Yearington. You guys do a beginning beekeepers workshop. Let's talk about that. What, what would I learn if I decided to sign up to go? So our beginning beekeepers workshop is going to be on January 21st in Yearington. And this is like our 10th, 11th year of host, hosting the workshop. and. It's meant for brand new beekeepers, um, people who have thought about keeping bees, who have no idea about what is needed, um, how to get your bees, you know, the cost involved, the time involved. And so we start from the very basics. And there's a lot of terminology, as you know. Um, so we go through terminology. Okay, this is a hive, this is a frame, very basic information. Um, and some management techniques your first year. It's meant to be for beginning beekeepers to get them started and then with our club we have monthly meetings and we can help them step by step month by month throughout the year. So it's mostly geared to, okay, terminology, how to get started, and then we help you the rest of the year. And what we've discovered really over the last, I would say almost two years through Mason Valley Beekeepers is a lot of young people are getting involved. <laughs> so it's a family affair. It is, and we have a lot of families that are coming. We have a family with eight children. We have another family with four children, and oftentimes everybody comes, you know. Um, we have field days and all of that, but you know, it's one of those hobbies that the whole family can participate in from building their woodenware, their hives and their frames and installing bees and feeding them. And it can be a, a great family hobby. Absolutely. Also, we've discovered that uh, do a lot of work with veterans organizations and it's soothing. You know, if you just sit and listen to the hum of mm -hmm. bees, mm -hmm. it's calming. It is. And, you know, I recently talked to this one couple and they were new beekeepers this year. And they're also putting in lavender and they put in like 2,500 lavender plants this one day. They were totally exhausted, but they knew that they had to check their bees. So they went ahead, got their bee suits on, went out and checked their bees. And she said, 
I don't know what it is about opening up that beehive. She said, I forgot about being tired and exhausted. It was like it created new energy with me and things were, so yeah, they're using it with veterans and um, PTSD and. Well, it's um, an adrenaline rush. Am I gonna get stung? <laughs> well, that can be <laughs> You too. get pretty alert. <laughs> that, yes, you can be. All right, we've got to go to break. Having a great conversation with Debbie Gilmore, who is with Hall's Honey out in Urington, Nevada. We've been talking about the Beginning Beekeepers Workshop, which will be in Urington Saturday, January 21st, 2023. Can you believe that? We're already planning no. for 2023. Very <laughs> exciting. We'll be right back. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Urington, Nevada. Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. The number one focus is safety for our students and staff. Hi, my name is Summer and I work here at Early Head Start. I would encourage you to come out if you like being with kids. Um, it's joyful watching their little minds grow and seeing them become a little person. So if you are looking for a job in Early Head Start or Head Start, come on down and apply. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors protect their hard-earned wealth. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. The history of keeping bees is rich, varied, silly, dangerous, overflowing with keen insights, and weighed down by greed and ignorance. Thus, it is sadly and wonderfully little different than any other practice in any other time. Its history has been, however, incredibly well recorded for the past 4,500 years. <laughs> Joining me today, Debbie Gilmore, the beekeeper's daughter, a next generation proprietor of Hall's Honey based in Yearington, Nevada. So Debbie, let's talk about that. Beekeeping has been around for 4,500 years and yet we as beekeepers, every time we go start a new year, it's like we're starting a brand new year. That's right. Every year is very different. I just had a conversation with another beekeeper yesterday, and this was their second year. And they said, you know what? Everything that we did the first year was so totally different this year. Not only the pests and the poor nutrition, but you have weather, you have landscapes, uh, water issues, drought. Beekeepers have to be huge problem solvers. You know, how, how do I deal with this issue and what are my options? So yeah, every year is different. 
Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And, you know, I always, because I talk about it a lot, and people are like, we have a Nevada State Beekeepers Conference? Yes, yes, <laughs> and, we do. And what was so cool is last year we saw people coming in from even Pahrump, Nevada, and even Utah. So, you, so we have a large range of folks coming February 23rd through the 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. And if you want more information, go to NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. We have world-renowned speakers, scientists, people that talk about everything related to bees, honey. How exciting is it? Oh, it is so exciting. And um, our last conference, we had such a variety of people and you know, not only the participants that come from, like you said, all parts of Nevada from Pahrump up to Spring Creek and everywhere in between, but we had some from California and from some from Utah. Um, it's just really exciting to have all these people together. We actually had two people from Pahrump, two beekeepers from Pahrump. They did not know each other until the conference. So it w it's nice to see those connections. And we had Steve Heminis from Hives for Heroes last year from Austin, Texas. And he was able to connect with our Bees for Vets that's based in Reno, helping veterans and, and bees. It's exciting for me to see all of that and to have the top researchers in. I always, but you're a lot of young people. That's what's so amazing. These are college, uh, uh, university students coming out of Florida and Maryland and Texas. And I, it's just fascinating. Isn't it exciting to see all these young people? And so many young people are getting into bee research and um, every aspect of the bees, the nutrition, the pests, the everything that goes on. It's exciting to see all these new people. So, And we're fortunate because you get them out here so that they can come speak at the conference. And, you know, I don't want to give away like who's coming this year, but it's, I know it's different enough. It's new people. And part of this, as you said, is the power of the networking. Mm -hmm. You talk about needing to find a mentor or talk to people who have been there, done that. And that room is packed full of people who are at every level of beekeeping. That's right. Um, you know, all the researchers that are, get together. Um, Ray Hopper with Help Save the Bees, who was one of our sponsors this last year. Um, he brought some slides and he had a slide of a bee stinger. And... I always thought the bee stinger was barbed. It's not barbed. And a lot of the researchers that were there did not realize that they were not barbed as well. So, you know, just little things like that. And these people get together and, um, you know, not even the researchers know it all. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the beauty of it. That's why it's research. And, of course, it's an industry, so I know a lot of the research is geared towards the commercial beekeepers because we have a lot of colony collapse disorder because there's so many bees and, and they're asked to do a lot versus the backyard beekeepers, which we benefit from understanding all the research that's going on. And it's just, it's so amazing because it is a massive industry and every little piece of a bee to the hive, to the honey, is like an entire path of knowledge that 
just one little piece of that. Yes. <laughs> what I'm really excited about, Sherry, is uh, Dr. Ann Leonard here at the University of Nevada. She has a bee lab that's going, and they are doing some wonderful research there. And she's not able to join us at our conference, but she is uh, looking at sending some of her doctoral students who are working in a research lab and stuff. So some more young people coming and sharing. And, and we do give a scholarship. We do, we do. We give a youth scholarship. We gave our first one. We have several applicants this year. Um, so that's exciting as well. Absolutely. So back to the start, the question, what should I do if I'm a brand new, I'm excited about, and I want to become a beekeeper? So besides joining a bee club, potentially finding a mentor, understanding the cost, um, I'm going to make a suggestion that people come out to the Beginning Beekeepers Workshop. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So that's Saturday, January 21st, 2023 in Urington, Nevada. That you would sign up on masonvalleybeekeepers.org. All right. And then if you want to find out more information about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, that'll be February 23rd through the 25th in Urington. And you can go to nevadastatebeekeepers.org to get that information. So. As kind of our final thoughts about, um, you know, people look at this, it's, it can be science, it can be work, it can be a lot of fun, obviously. Um, what is one of the, the benefits that, you know, your family's been keeping bees for 100 years, Debbie, even though you don't look it? <laughs> <laughs> Honey's a great preservative, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So what, what would you say, why do you think it's been so important in your family and why you, you kept up the tradition? Well, I think what we're finding now is the connections that we make through beekeeping. Um, you know, beekeepers come from all aspects of life. You know, we have many professional people. We have doctors, lawyers, nurses, um, a whole gamut of people. And we find that they just have this enthusiasm for knowledge about most everything. And it, it's fun to be around those kind of people who are energetic and, and want to learn. Um, we helped someone extract his first honey a few weeks ago. Um, he's 83 years old. An incredible life story. Totally incredible. And to watch him be so excited about getting 30 pounds of honey um, was just like, oh, this is why we do what we do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I really look at it as uh, environmental. And so for me, really understanding, um, you know, what's in my backyard, what are my neighbors doing, how do we help our community really provide all pollinators, especially our honeybees, with the food, the nutrition, uh, the water, everything that they need in order to be successful. And so when we talk about, you know, all the climate change and all of that, I want people to look at their yard and go, if you have asphalt, cement, rocks, and only just bushes that never flower, plant something. 
right? <laughs> right, and even long grasses. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people kill dandelions and clovers and stuff. Those are all great food sources for bees. Not only honeybees, but na uh, native bees as well. Um, you know, and, and like you say, helping the community. A bee goes two miles away from their hive. You're helping pollinate uh, gardens yeah, and, and fruit trees within yeah. a two-mile radius of your your colony. So it's not only for your benefit, but for a community's benefit. Yeah, we had our, our neighbor uh, come up to us last weekend, and she said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have planted so many new flowers this year because I want to help the bees because we give her honey because uh -huh. we love our neighbors That's great. and we appreciate that, that they help us in that regard. But she was so excited. She's like, now I know I'm planting things that are going to help these honeybees and in return she gets a jar of honey. Right. And you know, and that's why we tell some of our new beekeepers or new wannabe beekeepers, if you can't uh, afford it, there are things that you can do. You can plant pollinator type of plants in your yard. You can set out dishes of water for them. There are so many things that you can do to help bees without actually being the beekeeper. Absolutely. I want to thank Debbie Gilmore for being here with me today. And once again, if you want to go to the Beginning Beekeepers Workshop in Yearington, Saturday, January 21st, 2023, go to masonvalleybeekeepers.org. If you're interested in attending the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, that'll be February 23rd, 25th in Urington. Go out to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business and today the business of bees has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.